You know when you come across one of those people who you just trust implicitly, who you admire, who does things differently because they do them with integrity, with honesty, and they do them really well? Well, that is who my guest is today. And I'm really thrilled to bring Shane Meller on to my podcast because I've been in the online marketing arena for many, 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 many years. And during that time, I have witnessed many, many, many male online marketers with zero credibility, who in my mind are complete douchebags, if I'm going to be really honest about it, and kind of have ruined the industry for so many people until I found and came across Shane, who in my mind is an entrepreneur who has had several business successes, several failures, and of those successes is doing an incredible job with the businesses that he has built. So I wanted to bring him on the show to talk a little bit more about that mindset that he's developed about how to be a highly effective entrepreneur without sacrificing your soul and every waking hour in the process. I really like that he quit university because he couldn't face doing something he wasn't passionate about. He went into business straight off the bat. In 2010, he created his first online course and it sold over 2,000 copies. This is back in 2010, people. He co-founded a um, product business that went from zero to seven figures in 15 months. He started my favorite, Thrive Themes, which is how I came to see him, and has created incredible WordPress plugins, including Thrive Architect, which I built my entire website on and love. And he's also gone on to create other businesses that have been really successful as well. And I don't know, I'm just waxing lyrical here because I think it's really important to hear from more people like Shane. So much so that I even missed the intro to this podcast, and we're just going to dive straight into it. But in case you're wondering, I'm Natalie Sisson, the host of Untapped, where I help you tap into your potential and get paid to be you, to make an impact in other people's lives, and to live your best life at the same time. And I am attempting to bring on guests who have built successful careers and lives by getting paid to be them in all sorts of completely different ways. So today's interview actually went differently from where I was going to head with it, but you will learn from Shane the three things that you need to thrive in business and and a lot more. And yeah, I just, I really like where the interview went. It wasn't specifically what I had all these questions that I kind of wanted to ask off the top of my head, but I just ended up going with the flow, which I do all the time anyway. And that's where I think you get some of the best nuggets. So enjoy. And if you want to see the show notes for this and come across and use my link to join up to Thrive Architect, if you're considering using it and you want to see it in action on my website at Natalie Sisson, um, the show notes are at nataliesisson.com forward slash zero four zero. This is episode 40 of the Untapped show. And uh, that's it. That's what I've got for you. Let's dive in. Are you tapping into your potential? Are you then taking that potential and turning it into a purposeful and profitable online offering so you can impact more people, share your skills and expertise, and make a dent in the world? And are you doing this while living a life that fills you with purpose, happiness, and opportunities for growth? This may all sound too good to be true, and I am telling you, it isn't. These are the big questions that I seek to answer on The Untapped Show, a podcast for go-getting humans who know that more is possible for them in life and who want to make real changes and live up to and beyond their human potential. In this weekly podcast, I share nuggets of wisdom on how to do this, combined with inspiring interviews with everyday humans who are doing this right 
right now so that we can all learn from each other. I'm your host, Natalie Sisson, a best-selling author, podcaster, blogger, lifelong learner, triathlete and lover of handstands and who took her humble blog back in 2010 and somehow managed to turn it into a multiple six-figure business by creating different revenue streams based around my skills, talents and knowledge and I know that this is possible for you too. So every single week that's what you're going to hear here on this podcast to give you inspiration, motivation, strategy and tactics to do this for yourself and to lead a purpose-driven life. So let's dive in to this week's show. So welcome to the Untapped show, Shane. It's so fantastic to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited because right now you are in Bangkok at the time of the recording. You are speaking in an event that I've been to several years ago for Digital Nomads. Just before mm-hmm. that, I believe you were somewhere else in the world and, and also just putting out another course, which is around SEO, search engine optimization, which I actually bought. I don't know if I told you that, but I did because it's one of the things that I too nice. am wanting to really get to grips with this year been doing a lot better on and um part of the reason why i really want to do on the show which i didn't tell you before we started recording is that you were one of the first and don't take this in the wrong way non-douchey male online marketers that entered my world and i just really appreciate that and i know that sounds a bit harsh but we know they're out there and i just i remember when i came across your work and saw some of your videos and started using thrive themes and in particular Thrive Architect, which I love as a WordPress plugin, I just was like really impressed with everything you did. And you did it with honor and integrity and straight up and really smart marketing strategies, but without any of the, just the, yeah, the douchebaggery. So thank you for that. Mm. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's for the kind words. You know, I think uh, I, I totally know what you, what you mean. And I sometimes wonder, you know, I think that part of the problem is maybe that we, we tend to learn from imitation. And um, a lot of people who get into, you know, entrepreneurship or especially like, you know, if they start teaching entrepreneurship or marketing, will just take cues of what they've seen. And it kind of, yeah, because there's this whole yeah, kind of douchey, <laughs> larger than life persona mm-hmm. that seems to be very common indeed. And I feel like that a lot of people slip into that role, maybe not realizing that they don't have to or that that there are alternatives but yeah I I totally know what you mean yeah yeah 100% I mean I wonder if it's also partly that you are Swiss so I will say that in case people are wondering about the accent um but I think you're right and what I love about that and teaching people how to get paid to be them is that nobody else is you like you are unique in Mm. exactly what you do and people will buy into you just for those very reasons of how you show up your personality, the way in which you teach, all those things. And if you're trying to imitate somebody else or, you know, emulate or model exactly what they've done, it's never going to be unique. You're never going to have that unfair advantage, as I like to call it. So, yeah, again, just wanted to say thanks. Um, I also really love your journey because you started creating courses back in 2010. And I know there were people who did that before, but that's still pretty early on in the online course creation world. And I just think, you know, in your first one, I was sort of reading on your about page, you sold over 2000 copies and you brought in six figures in revenue and that was your first call. So I kind of love to start with that actually. Was that a quite a momentous moment for you or had you done a ton of work to get to that point? Well, I would say it was both. Yeah. So (laughs) at the time, this was not my first business venture by a long shot, right? So I'd already been, you know, working on... it's it's basically hard to pin down well, like when did I actually start uh, because <laughs> I had like a kind of a long history of trying entrepreneurial stuff 
that you know many many kind of false starts and right where, out of university then, too you know, huh? and yeah that too yeah but it's like now looking back i have to say that you know some of those attempts i can't even really take those seriously anymore so <laughs> i wouldn't say that I, i'd been doing entrepreneurial stuff for years before that but but you know for, I, for sure, I'd been doing business stuff for, I think, at least two or three years before okay. then. And I had been involved in like a, or actually I was still working. I still was running an e-commerce store at the time, selling physical products. And I had a bunch of affiliate sites and so on. So I, I'd already, you know, I already had various income sources online. I'd already been doing a lot of like trial and error and building up. And yeah, so a lot led up to that point of me releasing that course. And another thing I also want to emphasize is that, yes, I did sell 2,000 copies of that course of my very first online course, but that's 2,000 copies sold over the course of two years. Okay. So this wasn't a, you know, I launched the course, boom, 2,000 sales, <laughs> a life-changing kind of thing, right? This isn't an overnight success story or anything like that, but which is, I think it's also important to emphasize because, you know, on, on the one side is like, you, you can tell the story basically saying, look, my first course made six figures, sold 2000 copies, you know, whatever, blah, 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 motivational speech. Or you can say my first course, when I, when I launched it, I launched it to a tiny list and made, I don't know, a few dozen sales you know, the, the very first version of it. And then I kind of updated it and did another launch. And then I did maybe a hundred or 200 or something sales. And then slowly over time, it gained momentum and so on. And it ended up making six figures. And that's the more realistic view, which isn't as juicy. Right? Sexy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but still, but, you can't take away from the fact that's what that, happened, yeah. that you did that. And can I ask what that course was? Yeah, so this uh, the, the course was called Backlink Battle Plan. And it was basically, <laughs> it was an SEO course, which basically how I ended up there is like I said, I was doing a bunch of other online stuff and, and I had a bunch of other websites and I had noticed that, yeah, basically I had spent a lot of time learning how to get traffic to those websites. And I had noticed that the, I, I used to, you know, I'd buy courses and eBooks and so on to learn more about SEO and more and more, I would buy these products and be like, I can do better than this. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, the, the, the products themselves just weren't very good. And also the strategies and tactics in them were either, you know, outdated or just not very sophisticated or whatever. So I got to a point where I was like, in trying to learn more about it, I realized that these products that I was paying money for couldn't teach me anything anymore. And in some cases, I was even like, well, this is just nonsense, right? I mean, people are paying money for this course or this ebook or whatever, and it's teaching them something that's just wrong. And that was the, the original drive to make something was just to, to be like, no, why, why, you know, people are wasting money on this misleading stuff over here. Like, I, I, I could do that. something so better. You... That was kind of the original uh, thing yeah. intent you found the sort of problem like often I think people create a solution for something that they're struggling with and if you were seeing that these courses mm -hmm. were pretty crappy and not good enough and you could do better so 
you gave it a shot. And I do have to ask, what did you build your first course on? Because I was just talking to my Launcher Dam Course Accelerator students today. And I was like, back when I started doing this, which was a little bit after you, but not far after, there were none of all these platforms that existed where everything was just all in one and you could just launch a course in a few seconds. You had to piece a whole lot of platforms mm -hmm. and tech and tools together. And so before we kind of come on how you came to Thrive Things, what were you using at that time, if you don't mind me asking? Was it a sort of a patchwork quilt or did you custom yeah, build it was, something? It was, it was pretty damn complicated too. <laughs> yeah, all the pieces. But, but basically it was, so I, was, I did I basically use a WordPress website that I customized, you know, fairly heavily to make it, uh, so I basically set up an entire website to be the course area and put it on a subdomain and then added, you know, some membership access thing to get people, you know, to process the payments and to get people to log in. And then I had a system where I used the service at the time, it was called, I think, Bits on the Run or something, which was, so I basically had to <laughs> encode my videos because it was a video-based course and upload them. And this service would kind of stream the video oh, in variable wow. quality. And so it's quite complicated to make a video yeah. course happen at the time. And it's mostly manual. It's like building these pages, putting the videos on there, customizing that theme so that it didn't look like a regular website, but it looked more like a course. It's very complicated compared to what you can do oh now. Oh my yeah. goodness. That sounds painful. And I have to say, so you, you taught, you self-taught yourself so many of these things, right? It sounds like, yeah. so you took courses, you read books, you learned from yeah, blogs yeah. online, etc. And the same on the technical front. Did you find that you just had an aptitude for it? Because I think one of the biggest fears that a lot of people that I work with have is I'm not a tech person and i'm like well mm -hmm. you know often i will push back on that because i think that technology has become so much more simple to use these days and they try to make everything as tech friendly yeah. as possible but also that's usually in my mind a little bit of an excuse because sometimes they haven't even watched just the basic how to get started video and they haven't played around and experimented and just tested the tool out which i appreciate for some people it just sounds horrible but for others it's just about a curiosity to see how it works is that how you yeah. got into doing those things well, yeah, you know, funnily enough, one of, the, one of the reasons why I didn't, so I was an offline entrepreneur or trying to be, I should say, trying to be an offline right. entrepreneur for a couple of years before I came online. And the main reason for that is that I I felt like I'm not a technical person. I don't know how to you know, build or host or manage a website. And it all seemed kind of intimidating to me. And of course, now I sell, <laughs> I sell <laughs> software that helps people do this. So <laughs> So the first thing there is I would say that, yeah, it's, it's, I think, common to feel intimidated by this, but also, so basically, yes, you need to approach this as, as a case of problem solving, right? So entrepreneurship, a lot of entrepreneurship is just problem solving. And I think that's one of the biggest things is like, you cannot be intimidated by obstacles and problems if you want to be a successful entrepreneur. And to me, the thing that I basically do is I do the opposite. I just throw myself head first at obstacles and problems and see what happens. And I think this is a very, very important attitude because I see this quite a lot as well. Because, you know, of course, I through also through our business and through speaking engagements and so on, I meet and interact with like entrepreneurs at all kinds of levels and from all walks of life. And I see often in in people who are beginners or, you know, who kind of basically are in the process of building their first thing is that they let too many things become obstacles. 
and they so feel true. like yeah like you say you know it's like they feel like oh this is too complicated or this is too technical or i can do this or whatever it's like no you have to you have to get used to it's almost like you know having a super easy solution can be a crutch mm. and in fact not just a risk here that i go off on a tangent but this is one of the problems where a lot of people will cling to platforms and be like, oh, I just do everything on Instagram. You know, I just post on Instagram. I, and I, I, whatever, find clients on Instagram. I do everything through Instagram. I don't have my own website. It's because posting on Instagram is not intimidating, right? You know how to post on Instagram. <laughs> and you feel like I'll do that because I'm familiar with that and that's safe. And I won't build my own website because that's too complicated. And, you know, and, and in fact, a lot of people kind of avoid starting or having a quote unquote real business because that seems intimidating. They'd rather they'd mm-hmm. rather do some kind of a traffic trick, some kind of a oh and whatever, you know. Like I said, you know, I don't know, some hashtag optimization on Instagram of sending people through an affiliate link or something and trying to make some money like that, which it doesn't feel like a real business. It doesn't feel like, oh, I'm actually setting up a business. I'm actually doing the, the serious and complicated thing. But the truth is that if you want to have something that gives you whatever is important to you, financial freedom or or freedom in general, a real income or a way to reach people and do something meaningful meaningful for them, you will have to do the complicated and intimidating stuff, right? If you want this to be sustainable, you have to be able to just go, okay, here's the next problem. How do I solve this problem? And that goes for technical stuff. It goes for everything else. Like you, you have to... And, you know, another important thing is like, don't sit there and watch the tutorial because most of the time that is a waste of time that the way you learn how to do things, whether it's building a website or how to make a video or how to host a video or how to do whatever the, the next obstacle is in your way, the way you learn to do it is that you do it, right? Because if you sit there and watch the tutorial, that gives you a feeling of, okay, I've learned something. And again, a lot of people will kind of cling to that, right? They'll say, okay, I've identified the problem. Step one is watch the tutorial of how to solve the problem. Then they've watched the tutorial, they check that off their list and they go, okay, whatever, I'll take care of the next thing tomorrow. But then by tomorrow, something else comes up, right? I will caveat that because I watched your tutorials when I was setting up Thrive Architect and then I do straight away. So I'd like pause the video, go off and do the thing, come back. Pause exactly, the video, yeah. go off and do the same thing. So I'm happy with tutorials so long as you actually <laughs> implement them and take action at the very time. But I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I think exactly. it's about getting because, uncomfortable or being comfortable mm-hmm. with getting uncomfortable all the time. Because if you're an entrepreneur, you really should be aiming to grow and stretch yourself and try new things and experiment. And that's always going to feel uncomfortable. So if you're feeling a little bit yes. too comfortable, you're probably not growing. Exactly. Yes. And like you say, yeah, of course, I'm not saying never watch a tutorial. I've learned a ton from tutorials, but the, the, the way you look, in my experience, you know, if you do what you were just saying, like you watch a tutorial and you implement, you watch a tutorial, you implement, that's how you do about 20% of your learning. The other 80% of the learning is what happens when you do something that doesn't work the way you expected, or you know, you're trying to achieve an outcome that's different from exactly what the tutorial showed. And then you have to, again, you basically have to go into trouble solving, problem solving mode. Really, you have to think about, okay, well, how do I use the tools and, and whatever I've learned about the tools so far to get this new result? And it requires a bit of creativity. It requires trial and error. But that's where you do most of the learning. That's how you get good at stuff. And like you say, yeah, I think, I think that this is 
one of the greatest qualities you can have is to be comfortable with with this kind of discomfort and, and being comfortable with essentially being bad at things and doing them anyway until you get good at them because that's another thing that I feel like a lot of people suffer from and which is which is something that I think in general is a problem but for for entrepreneurs it's a deal breaker like you cannot be attached to never appearing to do something wrong or never appearing not to know something which is I think something that maybe a lot of us learn maybe in school right where it's kind of the simple idea is like you have to be right and you get points and good grades for being right and being wrong is bad whereas like in real life and in an entrepreneurial situation, you have to be okay with the fact that most of the time I'm stepping into something where I don't know the answers yet. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I don't know the right solution. And in many cases, there is no right solution. There's just some kind of a gradation from better, you know, worse to better things I can do. And I have to be okay with like, trying something out, seeing what happens and going, oh, I was wrong about that and trying something else. We can't cling to this or we can't, we can't be too attached to feeling like we have to always know the right answer. We have to always do the right thing. Uh, that's an attitude that doesn't work for entrepreneurs. Very true. I love this because I think we've jumped straight into the entrepreneurial mindset, which is I think the thing that's most likely to make somebody succeed is to be constantly working on that growth mindset and how they can up level and how they can learn new things and really experience it. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that you're incredibly good at doing is, is really understanding, you know, how to grow a business online. You talked about you were building an offline one, but I think the ability mm -hmm. to have an online business these days is incredible. I, I know you're a digital nomad. I was a digital nomad for years. It allows us to, create businesses at the speed of light with no major infrastructure or costs and do it from anywhere in the world, yeah. which is just unbelievably precious to be able Amazing, to have that. Yeah. And I, I, you know, when people are traveling and I used to do it every so often, and the internet was out and you just get grumpy and I'm like, but isn't it amazing that with a laptop and a Wi-Fi connection, you can change the world. You can impact people's lives. So on your website, you do say that there are three things your online business needs to thrive, a good offer, traffic and a website that converts. And you talk about that a yep. lot, but I would just love for you to, you know, do you, does that still stand for you? Is that kind of the whole philosophy that you've built your online business on? And if it is, why do you think people miss those three ingredients? Because they're, you know, they're not simple, but they're pretty damn clear. And mm -hmm. I'd say you've nailed them. Yeah. I mean, that, it is, I mean, it's a simple model, right? And of course, like any model, it's basically an oversimplification, but it's one way to look at, you know, if you have an online business and it is not currently successful. That's one of the ways in which you can look at it is you can ask yourself, do I have an irresistibly good offer? Do I have traffic? And do I have a high converting website? And if you have all three of these, then your business must be thriving. So if it's not <laughs> thriving, you must be missing one of them, right? Or all of mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So, and that's kind of one way of, or that can be step one in looking at, well, what's missing? And then you can decide on, you know, where to invest next or, or what to do next. So, yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a model that, that definitely holds true. And I think there's a problem here, which is ba basically the Dunning-Kruger effect. A lot of people, Dunning-Kruger effect has kind of become a meme in recent years. So a lot of people have probably seen this graph or come across this in some form. But it's the idea that if you, if you chart people's subjective opinion of, of how good they are at something or how knowledgeable they are of something versus how knowledgeable they really are. So basically you give people a test and then you ask them how 
well do you think you scored in this test and you compare it to their actual score, it turns out that people who score the worst think that they scored best and then the curve slopes downwards and then back up again. So you have, and this is done in Kruger effect, that, so that the, the best people, the, the experts in a field will rate themselves as above average. They will basically underestimate their own level of skill. Somewhere in the middle, people have a decently accurate estimation of their skill, but the people with the lowest level of skill, the people who are the worst at something, think that they are the best at it, right? Hmm. And so the- That doesn't the, bode well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it indeed doesn't, right? So, so the a simple way of saying that is dumb people are too dumb to realize that they're dumb, right? And which is generalizable, but it applies to specific skills. So any specific skill is early on, you are not good enough to tell that you're not good, right? Yep. So, and this is true. So if you ask me, you know, why do people go wrong? Well, that's that's a big reason is in the beginning, you look at a business, you can't tell whether your offer is good and you can't tell whether your, uh, your website is high converting. Uh, you can tell whether you get traffic or not. That's the one that's, you know, it's pretty simple, right? Yeah. Providing the other Google two, Analytics so, on your site and yeah, tracking yeah. it, but yeah. Yeah. So, but the other two, th you have to go through that learning phase of, in the beginning, you might think that, oh, this is what a website ought to look like. This is this ought to get people to buy my product. And then you learn, and over time you refine your 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 knowledge and your skills to the point where you realize, oh, okay, actually that was <laughs> that was never gonna work. And the same with your offer, and probably with the offer, it's the most difficult thing because if you talk to someone who's new to the game, to the entrepreneurial game, that is one of the things that to me now stands out like a sore thumb, you know. It's like mm -hmm they will have a business idea. They will have an idea for their offer. And where I can look at that and just immediately, this is never going to work, right? This offer is just no good, or it just doesn't match your, your target audience or just, it's just not going to work. This is not a good offer, but they can't tell because they don't have the knowledge or experience yet to do that. And go back to what we talked about earlier. You know, the years I spent kind of attempting different entrepreneurial projects and mostly just falling flat on my face with them <laughs> are actually part of the the process as well that's got me to the point where i could say okay i'm going to make a website and you know i'm going to build a course or whatever and that actually became successful and again that's that's kind of that can be painful and it's also it's it's especially painful if you realize how long that can take yeah. because nobody wants to hear that you know, in, in five years from now, your third attempt at a, at a business, that's going to be successful. Nobody wants to hear that. Mm. Like we, we want to start a business now that's going to be successful next week. And, and what's the shortcut? How do I get there? But the truth is, sometimes you just have to go through that valley. You have to walk through the valley of failure in order to have the tools that you need to succeed later on. Yeah, very true. Which brings me into Thrive Themes, and now I can so see why, you know, you call it Thrive Themes, if those are the three things that you talked about that you need to thrive. Um, you want to tell people a little bit about it um, and how that's been for you as a company as well, because obviously it's actually, a, you know, it's a product and it's a, a technical platform and there's a whole bunch of different things to it and it's quite crazy and it's all built on WordPress and it's fantastic. But how has that been as a business after sort of the information 
product business to go into actually helping people who run information product businesses by giving them a better platform from which to create landing pages and sales pages and beautiful websites etc like was the aim there to just make these people's lives easier and help them build better more beautiful sites and pages were you so frustrated at what you were seeing or was it more that it was a natural progression from what you'd done no it was again like like you mentioned earlier we i basically you know we basically built products to solve our own problems because so you know after my first course i got into a period where i was basically creating and launching or co-launching products with people on a regular basis so what i would do is you know either so i'd maybe make a course and build a website for that course build a sales page for the course do all that and then launch that course or I would make, we'd also start with some, so me and the, my business partner, Paul, we'd start building some like simple software products where again, we, we build a product, make a sales page for it and so on and so forth, launch it. I also partnered up with people in some cases where someone had a good product, but no marketing skill. And I would team up with them and say, look, I'm going to do the marketing part of this. Let's launch this. And so I went through this period where I was just doing a lot of, this same kind of procedure, you know, build up a website with the basics needed for, for a product website, build a sales page, build other pages that are needed in the funnel, maybe, you know, a lead generation page, build some kind of a back end where people can download their thing, all this kind of stuff, right? And I would <laughs> yeah. do that over and over again. And it was massively frustrating to do, especially like for someone like me. So I'm not a, I'm not a web developer or anything like that. So I couldn't just like HTML code this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was using WordPress because of the convenience of using WordPress, but at the same time, it was really painful because WordPress, especially at the time. So this has slowly, slowly changed over time, but especially at the time, like WordPress was made for simple blogs, essentially. That's what, you know, you could install WordPress and you could have a blog and you could publish blog posts. That's what it was good at. But then stuff like building a sales page, building product pages, building like these, these more conversion focused, product focused websites, it was just not made for that. And it could be incredibly frustrating to try and build a good sales page on WordPress. And so, and that's kind of, that's then the first problem that we solved where we're just like, there must be a better way to do this. And we had seen that, you know, so there was the default WordPress, which was just really bad at building a sales page. And then you I could get these plugins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you could get these plugins that would allow you to add like short codes, you know, short codes mm -hmm. in your content to do things like pricing tables and so on. But that again was, it was painful. It was really, really painful. And there were also some early like page builder plugins that attempted to make this somehow more visual and somehow more intuitive. But in my estimation, they all failed. So they all just replaced one cumbersome, complicated system with another cumbersome, complicated system. And I had somehow come across a web technology that is called content editable, which lets you actually edit content on the front end of a website. So that instead of working in a back end in some abstract view where you kind of have to make a change and then refresh the preview to see what the change actually looks like on your website, you can actually work on the page as a visitor will see it. And I basically, I came across this, I showed this to, to Paul, my business partner, who's a developer. And I was like, this is what we need, right? We need to be able to build, to make it really intuitive. What we need is to be able to build a page on the front end. 
and we built the first visual front-end editor for WordPress. At the time, it was called Thrive Content Build. Now, again, I'm, I'm saying this, and now this is not that special anymore. Like Now there are actually several visual front-end page builders, and, and people are spoiled for choice. But at the time, this didn't exist yet, right? So, so that was our first product. And again, like we, we built that out of the frustration of the work we were doing. And the main idea was, I want something that allows me to build a high converting sales page without all of this pain of working in the back end and customizing and God knows what. And that was Thrive Content Builder. And then from there, um, that evolved into Thrive Themes because Thrive Content Builder was a very successful product. This is now called Thrive Architect and has obviously changed a lot over the years. Um, but the idea is still the same. You can edit the page as a visitor will see it. You can fully customize everything. And it, it makes intuitive sense in the, in the sense that, you know, if you want to edit something, you click on it and you edit it. It's not, there's not a layer of abstraction in between, right? Yeah. And so we gained a lot of customers through selling this, this product. And then we started making other products. And those, those are the other products in our portfolio to help solve further marketing problems that they have. And so Thrive Themes has just always been, our mission has always been to, to make products that help you know, people make conversion-focused stuff on WordPress. So I see that most of the WordPress market is essentially like design, leans towards design, right? You can get all these themes and plugins and so on that make you look nice, that mm. help you make nice looking designs yeah, on true. your website. Whereas yeah. our focus is, we want to make, we want to help you make high converting pages and high converting websites, and that's the, the kind of thing that we serve with our software. Yeah, well, I'd like to thank you because um, so I've had several different WordPress themes over the year and years, I should say, and you know some of them were good and some of them weren't, but I I don't know Thrive Architect, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the call. It's partly why I got you on my podcast was to thank you because it's it makes me feel like I'm a website designer and I feel like my website finally, and I've developed my whole one by myself for the first time ever. And I've paid great designers in the past and then Thrive Architect came along and Thrive Themes and it's just incredible. And it's just makes my pages look amazing. And as you say, just everything that I could think of as an online marketer is there in terms of what I need to add in and it's all there and it's just really exciting. So it's made such a huge difference. And I think also for my clients and my customers and my community, for them to be able to see they can actually do it and do it really easily with drag and drop and just so intuitive. So thank you. Cause I know what it takes to design great software and that in itself is a feat. And it just, it makes me excited now to get on my website. Like I'm just like, Oh, I can go and build that sales page, that landing page, that webinar page, that blog, you know, it's just, yeah. And so I rave about it and I don't rave about that many things, but I think it's because of years of patchworking together, all those solutions that you talked about, this plugin for that, this short code for that, this plugin for that, yeah, yeah. immensely frustrating and kind of left you with this patchwork looking site. So yeah, I want to thank you for yeah, that and exactly, for the work yeah. that you do and we'll continue yeah, to I'm do. I'm super happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not just saying it like it takes a lot for me to rave, but I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, and what makes me laugh most is that I did a vlog on it when I first started using it. I was so thrilled that I started vlogging immediately going, hey, this is how I've built my website. And what I built was pretty crap actually, but even then it didn't look crap because you just can't make it look bad with Drive Architect. And I probably should go and redo that video because um, people would be like, what is she on about? But no, it's it's been a game changer. So it's just always... As a tech user and a platform user, I'm always looking for great things that make my life easier. And it's been a real pleasure to find out more about your journey and also 
how you've got and built this and all the things you experimented with, as you said, before you started not failing and falling flat on your face. So mm -hmm. thanks for being honest about that. And more importantly, the mindset behind it and that kind of, as you say on your website, the continual act of growth and turning up to be the best person you can and delivering the best things that you can, but not starting out aiming for that perfectionism, just solving the problems that are painful and that frustrate you and doing that for others as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a, an interesting balance to strike there uh, between, you know, as you say, like, I, I think it's it's great when we can do stuff that we care about and, and the in, built into that is we want to do the best job possible, which is great. But then we also have to make sure that we don't get in our own way. So there's this balance between doing something really good, but also just shipping something good enough, which I think is another challenge that a lot of people face and that's also one of the reasons why we you know we try to make software that kind of helps people get that first version out without getting stuck in perfectionism but that's basically a whole other can of worms that i feel like a lot of entrepreneurs <laughs> yeah. have to struggle with basically ah <laughs> uh, the imposter syndrome and myself included right I'm, I'm i'm talking yeah yeah and i'm talking about yeah I'm, I'm talking about myself here as well i've like dealt with this problem of perfectionism and kind of getting in my own way as well and like I say, that's, I guess that's why I always encourage people to just kind of, you know, you want to be taking a lot of action because it's much better to be kind of stumbling forward than to be sitting paralyzed. 100%. I prefer to fail and fail often than never do anything at all that put myself out there because I get no growth from that and nothing great comes out of it. And I keep playing it safe if I don't. So 100%. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Where's the best place for people to reach you if they want to learn more about you, follow your wisdom and your adventures and maybe what you're working on next? Basically, the best jumping off point, I think, is just Thrive Themes. So that's just thrivethemes.com. And we have a, you know, there you can learn about the products we talked about. And we have a blog where we publish a lot of stuff that is about how to build a thriving business. So it's not just, you know, the, the blog is specifically made to be useful for anyone who wants to build an online business, whether they're a customer of ours or not, it's not just like advertising our products all day long. Uh, we also have, which you can also find there is Thrive University, which is a course area with a lot of free courses where again, you can learn, you know, what are the basic principles of making a high converting page? How do you quickly build a sales page or a sales funnel? All this kind of stuff. You can learn all of that for free. And again, there's really two purposes of the Thrive Themes business. One is we have our software, we sell our software, but the other is we also want to provide learning resources for people who want to build a high converting website. And that is valuable for you, whether you're a customer or not. So, so go check that out. Yeah, I will say I wish you guys could stop churning out so much great content because they're sitting in my inbox like waiting to read because every time I come through, I'm like, oh, I want to know about that. So again, we didn't even touch on your content team and how that goes about but yeah absolutely check it out because it's really relevant information for anybody looking to do more online business and marketing and just again thank you so much for your time uh, enjoy bangkok and hopefully we can talk to you again in the future on the podcast about things that you have coming up and i'm really looking forward to the seo course and i like that you're going along and doing it as well as a challenge i always think it's pretty cool when you can put your yourself on the line and um yeah and always that you're still wanting to learn, even though one of your first courses started out as a SEO-related course. So that just shows you how far you've come. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to come back on at some point in the future, for sure. We might make that happen. <laughs> Thanks, Jane. <laughs>
So I hope you enjoyed that interview. I've seen Shane on so many videos promoting online courses and products and his own Thrive themes. And I think because I just listened to those videos in one and a half speed, <laughs> he spoke more slowly and more considered and more thoughtfully than I was anticipating. And I actually really enjoyed that. It kind of slowed me down. I hope you got a lot out of it. Uh, I think you should absolutely visit activegrowth.com, which is his personal website, just because on there, he just tells it how it is and it's real. And it's kind of his journeys through uh, entrepreneurial landscape and the successes he's had, but also just fantastic, great content on how to be a better entrepreneur without, as I mentioned at the beginning of this whole episode, losing your soul in the process. He's into productivity. He's into just, yeah, how to make your businesses run better, how to build brilliant businesses, how to serve customers in amazing ways, and is also a bit of a digital nomad at heart. So I hope you enjoyed this interview. I also hope that you do check out Thrive Themes and Thrive Architect. It's fantastic. So in the actual show notes, I've also linked to a vlog that I did showing you exactly how I set up using my website, using Thrive Architect. And I laugh because the video is fine and it's good and it's just showing you how easy it is to use. But my website looks so much better now. Like I literally started using it in recording because I was so excited and I still stand by their product and products. Um, so yeah, check them out. And please, if you're enjoying the untapped episode and my rambling on this particular intro and outro, um, please support by sharing a review on iTunes and or telling one friend about this episode or an episode that you've enjoyed and directing them to the podcast, which they can find at nataliesisson.com forward slash podcast. And for now, I just want you to tap into your potential. 